The Sixers take care of Brooklyn, 121-95. Welcome back. Our final segment here, and then we'll hand it over to Brian Seltzer, who's also here. And it sounds like Brett Brown is available outside the Sixers locker room. Let's throw it to the coach and his availability right now. Well, to do that, then things are, things are looking quite positive um, with the group that we have. If people can offensive rebound, you know, you're in a whole new world. I think we dropped to 19th or 21 or something that doesn't, isn't so good. And so we, we've been talking about it. We show it daily after every game, film session, talking about it, trying to drill it and uh, get better at defensive rebounding especially. How much more important does Robert's defense become when Joel's not back there um, it does. It, it, it does become more important. I think uh, to what I think you're saying, Rich, is like the front door stays shut. He really can move his feet and keep people out of the paint. Um, he, he and he's been playing some four lately. You know, if you look at how we've been playing him, I thought tonight his ability to, we call it guard the yard. Can you not get beat on the first dribble? Slide your feet uh, was elite. Uh, not just, is there a goal for your guys, not just to hold the opponent to a low number, but see how great we can make the scoring margin because that's been yeah. the big number. It, it, and it's been a, it's always the hard um, part, I think, in my years in the NBA is like, how do you come out of a locker room? How do you come out of halftime? And by and large, I think, you know, the first few minutes, you know, some coach got to yell at the team and call a timeout, and the game sort of gets real again. Our guys have jumped into third periods for the most part. And, you know, tonight I could hear J.J. talking about Detroit is waiting for us. You know, the fact that we can jump on these guys and try to, like, balance the gym in relation to playing more of the bench and not really pounding people with extending, extended minutes was interesting like he he's such a he's such a pro he's a veteran and it was as sound a message as I could think of that, that he delivered to the team and so the third periods it's true we've been jumping out uh tonight I think maybe JJ had a little bit to do with that Ben and Markel obviously played together a little bit at the start of the season have they gotten any time in practice no I mean the, the days of practice nowadays don't exist and they really don't. And, you know, you try to, as I've said in my sort of walk down of the playoffs, is how do you keep the health, the spirit, and the form, those three things, and in that order. And uh, you, you find that the realities of when you're on the floor are minimal, and when you are on the floor, it's not sort of full contact and, you know, 100% type stuff, tape stuff. And so you get educated in a film room. You get educated through a walkthrough. And in that environment, they've done a little, not a lot, just a little. Uh, but I intend to, you know, continue to look at that and try to grow that. Sixers coach Brett Brown. Sixers win 121-95. This is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. Embiid, like a locomotive up Broad Street. Sarge is going to turn, he'll get it off, and he rolls it in. The Sixers postgame show. Right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. The longest and 
consecutive winning streak in the National Basketball Association rolls right on along in convincing fashion, no less, here at the center in South Philadelphia tonight. 121-95, the 76ers over the Brooklyn Nets. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. This was a good win for the Sixers tonight, a little back and forth with the Brooklyn Nets midway through the first period. Ben Simmons setting the tone for the squad during that stretch, and along with Ursan Ilyasova helping fuel a nice 11-0 run to end the first quarter. They added five more points to that spurt going into the second. And from there, the Sixers were essentially in the driver's seat. The Nets clawed within two points. Midway through the second quarter, the Sixers answered with 13 more in a row. They had a 12-point lead of the break and never looked back, blowing things open in the third quarter. Balance all around, Ben Simmons with 15 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. Just the second rookie ever to reach 1,200 points, six rebounds, and 600 assists in a single season. J.J. Reddick continues to be his veteran. Steady self leading the Sixers with 19. Robert Covington, a great two-way presence. Ersan Ilyasova, a double-double. And Markel Fultz and the rest of the Sixers bench. All good stuff. Tom McGinnis had the game call of tonight's. Tom, do you remember what you were doing back in 1990 when the Sixers last won 11 straight in season? Because 11 of the Sixers players in the roster were not even born yet. In a strange twist. I was calling pro basketball, but at a different level. <laughs> and it was in the CBA. Pretty amazing stuff. No, it was great. It, it, some of these numbers, like the other one where they've won by double digits for nine games in a row, that, and that's the first time ever you're like, really? So, no, like I said, it's just astonishing that just even not last year, let's go back two years ago, the year the Sixers won ten games, some of these numbers somewhere in there, Brian, wasn't that not a 26-game losing streak? So some of the numbers that were of, shall we say, dubious distinction are now the complete opposite where the Sixers are going into uncharted waters in the most positive of directions, including individual statistics like what Simmons did tonight in terms of joining Oscar Robertson with over 1,200 points in his first season. He's already accumulated over 600 rebounds and 600 assists. I mean, to be in the same grouping is Oscar Robertson. He's not closing in on Will Chamberlain for triple doubles, but he's up there with Bobby, or excuse me, you know, uh, Billy Cunningham and some of the others. The names that he's brushing up against with some of these statistical accomplishments is amazing. And then, as I say, as the team, 20 games where they've held the opposition under 100 points, they've won the game. It's just, and on and on and on. The assist that Coach Brown mentioned, I knew he was going to be looking at that. He's so proud of that accomplishment with the way the Sixers are sharing the ball. And to me, not only, this is what I've called like kind of taking care of business. They, they should beat Brooklyn, but they pounded them. They, they took them right out of it. And uh, with the contributions, eight guys in double figures and all around, just remarkable in terms of whether it's a winning streak of 11 games that dates back to the first time since 1990. It's just amazing on many different fronts. Sixers outscoring the Nets 21 to 5 points off turnovers, part of a very solid effort on both ends by the Sixers. I don't know, time. You know, it's like you look down some of these stat sheets, and I feel like I'm guilty as charging this front. Of course, you want to talk about guys like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid when he's healthy, and even something like Markel Fultz tonight, but. J.J. Reddick's having a career year in his 12th season. He's going back to the playoffs, 12 for 12 as a pro. 19 points tonight, helped widen things in this one tonight. And I guess maybe, at least for me, it is sometimes to take a little bit for granted just how steady and good and how much of a fit he's been on this roster. No, during these runs, and again, the Sixers had three substantial runs that helped separate them from Brooklyn. 16-0, 11-0, 
13-0. He was right in the midst of those scoring sprees. The Sixers ran the same play three times in a row for Redick, and that is Ben had on the right wing. He threw it to Amir. Amir with a dribble handoff to J.J. Redick on a tight curl around that, getting open, leaning to, and, and with that separation, whether it was Harris on him or Dinwiddie or Hollis Jefferson, he's able to create the separation and get the shot off, clean look, like Bellinelli, he's very effective at off-balance shooting. He's just a, a basketball sniper. And then you add the leadership in what Brett Brown was referring to and J.J. Redick assuming it was at halftime yelling, hey, look, the Pistons, I'm assuming he affected a, a speech, the Pistons are waiting for it, they're resting, and we need this. In other words, let's put this away right now. We have it right in front of us where these guys can play 20-some-odd minutes instead of 30-plus, and that's exactly what happened. And the balance and the depth, it's really all coming together, and Redick is a major part of it. Sixers over the Brooklyn Nets, 121-95, to and now it's on to Detroit, a team that about a month and a half ago, Tom, was right in the mix of things with the Sixers for positioning in the Eastern Conference standings. The addition of Blake Griffin has not gone their way. Detroit entering today four games behind the eighth spot in the East with about a week and a half left. So the Sixers an opportunity to close out this back-to-back. No Dario Sarch tomorrow, but Detroit has talent. Even though they don't have the record to show for it in terms of what they were expecting, they still can be a very dangerous team. No, I mean, you reflect back all the way to the opening days of the season. The Sixers were 0-3, and they go in there on a Monday night and gain their first victory. And then I, I thought the other two games with Detroit were going to be knocked down dragouts, and the Sixers handled them with ease. Now Reggie Jackson missed some of that early portion of the season with a knee. The Sixers have yet to face him with Griffin, and they're not going to face him tomorrow. I understand he's got a bone bruise. He's out. So Drummond and Jackson is back. They've actually played well of late. In fact, they just beat Brooklyn on Sunday. Ish Smith has performed. They're, they're not an easy team to beat. I'm surprised, quite frankly, that it didn't come together. Now, obviously, they've had their ups and their downs. They made a huge trade, and you got to think Blake Griffin going forward for them and Stan Van Gundy will be very helpful, but it does not look like they're going to be able to get into the playoffs. And for the Sixers, you know, one game at a time, they got to take care of business to keep this streak alive right on the heels of Cleveland, shaping up to be a monster game Friday, but it's not as big if they don't win the game tomorrow and go to Michigan. And I, I think the Sixers know that. They've been acutely aware. That's what Brett Brown keeps saying. These guys are totally aware of the home court advantage, what they need to do, and how to take and arrest situations in a game and win them. To me, that's one of the biggest things. They've matured right before our eyes. Games during the early part of the season that would get away way the Sixers see a problem in a game and this is what coach was talking about prior to the game and take care of it right then whether it's rebounding or running the team off the line or this that or the other Simmons has been dominant and it's just been an amazing streak and the Sixers with one more opportunity tomorrow before coming back here against the Cavaliers. Well put by Tom McGinnis. Tom, talk to you tomorrow. Got it. Great to talk to you, Brian. 76ers knock off the Brooklyn Nets, 121-95. to Some of Tom's highlight calls coming away on the other side. It's the postgame show on the Sixers Radio Network. 97.5, the fanatic. The back of this season for the 76ers hosting the Brooklyn Nets tonight. It's off to Detroit for a game against the Pistons tomorrow. Here's how this one sounded, courtesy of the one and only Tom McGinnis. Sixers and the Brooklyn Nets went back and forth in the early going. Sixers fell behind by as many as five points, but Ursan Ilyasova helped trigger a response. 
Six rebounds now for Simmons. Earson, same spot, three ball, same result. Ilya Soma has put it in. Simmons with the dish. Six is now lead. 25-22. And they would take a 28-22 lead into the second quarter. The Sixers extended that run, and they got a little bit of help off the bench. Fultz with the drive, Fultz into the lane, Fultz with the off balance, bank shot right at Spencer Dinwiddie, hanging in the air. And Markel Fultz angling left to right, fades and scores it off the window. That deposit capped a 16-0 spurt for the Sixers, putting them up by 11-33-22, and in many ways that gave them control for the duration of the evening. Now the Nets did come back a couple times in the second quarter, Slicing the deficit to two with about four minutes to go in the first half. Ben Simmons was great at the outset of the first half, and he was also very impactful in the closing minutes. Ben dribbles in front of Cunningham, turns on the Jets, keeps it right-hand layup, up and good. Ben Simmons weaving through the midcourt and getting the underhand right-hand scoop. He's got a dozen plus nine rebounds. Sixers lead by 11. 57-46, 57-46, they would go up by 12 at the half, 61-49 to in the third quarter. The Sixers seize command. Once again, Ben Simmons was right in the fray. Simmons gets it back, driving it down the lane, left-hand scoop on Jared Allen is good. He climbs the ladder of the Longhorn and scores the ball. Sixers were up 68-50. to We also saw a little bit in the third quarter of Ben Simmons playing alongside Markel Fultz. They did so for about three and a half minutes. That was a first since Fultz's first four games of the season. Fultz then was in control of the backcourt himself at the end of period number three. Bellinelli tips it to Fultz. Markel on the run. Down the lane. Around one man. Puts it up and goes. Markel Fultz with an impressive athletic drive. And a foul. And the crowd loves that equally as much. Helped the Sixers to a 93-71 lead going into the fourth quarter. Don't forget about T.J. McConnell in the Sixers' backcourt rotation. When he's been given minutes, he has delivered. Outlet McConnell, foul and extended right side. Off the left-hand bounce in the lane. Off-balance shot, but good. McConnell, he actually squared up in the air, but was drifting right to left. And McConnell scores it. They made it 101-77, a nice embrace after that between T.J. McConnell and Brett Brown. The Sixers very much sensing at that early point of the fourth quarter that they had this one in hand and an 11th straight victory in their sights. Final notes from the final stat sheet. The Sixers won 21-95 winners over the Nets. The Sixers shot 54.5% from the field, 9 of 21 from outside the arc. They were 12 of 18 from the free throw line. They out-rebounded the Brooklyn Nets by 20, 28 assists. For the 76ers, just 10 turnovers. They outscored Brooklyn 21-5 to off turnovers. Brooklyn, you could tell early on they were going to live and die on the hill called three-pointer. 17 of their 34 baskets came from outside the arc, and more than half of their 81 field goal attempts were from three. If you have makers, great. If not, well... You put yourself at risk, and that was indeed the case tonight. Sixers dominated inside 62-32 to in terms of points, and on the break, 18-9. Individual note, Sixers had eight players finish in double figures, leading the way J.J. Redick with 19, 8-15 from the field, just one three-pointer needed for him. 17 points for Marco Bellinelli on 7-11 of 11 shooting. Ben Simmons, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists. He is the second rookie ever to reach 1,200 points, 600 rebounds, and 600 assists. 
assists in a single season. The other, Oscar Robertson, for the Cincinnati Royals back in 1960-1961. The only other sixer to hit those marks in a single season, regardless of experience, was a man named Wilt Chamberlain. He did it twice. Robert Covington was awesome on both ends of the court, plus 22, 12.6 rebounds, four steals, and three blocked shots, 11 points, 13 rebounds for Ersan Ilyasova. Rashawn Holmes with 11 and 10 points apiece for Markel Fultz and T.J. McConnell. Fultz, 5 of 8 from the floor and 3 assists to go with 2 rebounds. Good stuff from Markel Fultz. With the win, the 76ers 47-30. and 30. The Brooklyn Nets with a loss drop to 25-53. and 53. The Sixers win the season series against their division rival 3 games to 1. Let's scan the Eastern Conference scoreboard, shall we? And there are a lot of games because there were none last night involving postseason hopefuls. And we will uh, scan them as follows. Milwaukee, the eighth seed, leading Boston, 86-82. About eight minutes ago in the fourth quarter, Boston entered today two games back of Toronto for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. The Washington Wizards, a noteworthy team, they are the sixth seed right now, and they are being blown out at Houston, even with John Wall, 102-85. to also, Indiana, right behind the 76ers by a game, trailing Denver 39-36 to with about four and a half minutes to go in the first half that game in Denver. And the main game of importance in the East, well, hold on, hold on, I'll build up some suspense. One more went past my ticker. Uh, yes, Miami survives at home versus lowly Atlanta, 101-98, to so... Uh, They will stay in the seventh spot. But the big game tonight was Cleveland hosting Toronto. Cleveland the three seed. Toronto the one seed with a win and a Cavs loss. The Sixers could have leapt into the third place spot. That did not happen. Cleveland beating Toronto at home 112 to 106. And all of a sudden, Cleveland, you look at their last 10, they're now 9 and 1. But the Sixers, they have the longest winning streak in the NBA right now with 11 in a row, their longest streak since January and February of 1990. They go for 12 straight tomorrow night against the Detroit Pistons. It is a 7 o'clock start time. Pre-game coverage on some of our Sixers Radio Network affiliates beginning at 6.50. Looking forward to talking with you at that point in time. Big thanks to everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. Alan Yates and Tyler Zuli back at the studio. Marty Dickerson is always awesome here on site, but especially so tonight as we had the Sixers and Sixties show with Devon Givens, who, by the way, is standing by ready to take your calls at 610-632-0975. Now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis. Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. One final time, the final score was the Sixers 121, Brooklyn Nets 95. Have a great rest of your Tuesday night from all of us here at the Sixers Radio Network. Following the Sixers' win, Tom McGinnis had a chance to catch up with one of the players afterwards. And we are joined courtside by Irsan Ilyasov. Irsan, is that you? Yeah, I do that. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Brooklyn came out with a barrage of threes, but you guys came back with a 16-0 run, an impressive victory here at home against the Nets. I mean, you know, so far our case was just kind of up, you know, uh, strong out of the gates. But, you know, like you said, you know, they, they shoot really well in the beginning. But, you know, we stick with our defense, uh, obviously believing in it, you know, believing in our system. And like you said, you know, we're down with uh, up with 20 points. When you're playing the five spot starting, uh, well, even maybe not starting in that role, but playing it a lot more without Joel, how does your mindset change in terms of how you play? Uh, obviously, it's, it's tough, you know, obviously, uh, mostly defensively because they don't draw really great, you know, down the, down the paint, you know, obviously, we all break the shots. Uh, but, you know, we all try to do just, you know, stay in front of that guy, you know, the, the believer concepts. 
uh, you know, for us to be able to, you know, win those games, we have to be strong defensively. You know what? This is what we did, you know, get a couple of stops and just around offense. You definitely did that. Ursan, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate your thank time. You. Yep.